When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome into Purple Daily, where we have five questions regarding the Viking schedule we'll dive into. But first, let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated wants to express their gratitude for you business owners out there. And everything you're doing, not only business owners, but also medical professionals and rescue workers on the business owner front, you are our community partners, our neighbors, our families, and our friends. And when you need Federated, Federated is here to help. Go to federatedinsurance.com or call your local marketing representative to access trusted resources you may need during this pandemic. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. All right. Five questions regarding the Viking schedule. That came out yesterday. You guys ready for this? Let's do it. All right. Let's start out with this one here. Where is the first loss on this schedule? Judd's got the readers on already, so he's Yeah, prepared. I uh, actually have my uh, predictions win losses at scorenorth.com if you want to check those out. But my first loss is actually in week two at Indianapolis. Uh, the Colts did not have a great year in 2019, but I think they won five of their eight games at home. Philip Rivers looked awful in December as a member of the Chargers against the Vikings. But if I don't give the Vikings a loss there on the road in Week 2, I have them starting 3-0, and which I think is a bit of a stretch, and I think they will be Green Bay in Week 1. So for a multitude of reasons, I have them losing their first road game to the Colts to go to 1-1. One and one. Okay, Dex, what about you? Where's the first loss? For me, I think, well, yeah, it's at, well, actually, no, wow. it's, it's 2021 in like sometime in the week two or three range. But uh, I would actually say it's it's at week four in Houston. I think that's going to be a tough one. I think Deshaun Watson's really, really good. Bill O'Brien's a buffoon, but Deshaun Watson offsets that buffoonery, and the Texans get a win at home against the Vikings. So week four for me. So I actually do think they start 2-0. and I think they beat the Packers at home, and then I think they go out and they take care of business against Phillip Rivers. It's that Tennessee game. You know, they're not going to run the table at home. So we're going to have to pick. And there's there's some weak spots at home. Like Jacksonville at home is a win. Detroit at home should be a win. You know, I, I, I think they should beat Carolina at home without a ton of questions. So where are the other spots? Like they're going to lose home games. They're not going to go 8-0 at home. And so that Tennessee game, even though Tennessee probably comes down a peg in 2020, that Tennessee game is going to be a feisty one. And so if they start 2-0, I think they slip up at home. And they uh, and they drop one to Tennessee. Where do you guys think the longest winning streak takes place on this schedule? I have it uh, actually taking place. So I have them losing in Week 11 at home to start their three game homestand of the Dallas Cowboys. 
and then reeling off consecutive victories over Carolina, Jacksonville at U.S. Bank Stadium, and then going to Tampa Bay and actually having a good game and beating uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. So I have them being in very good shape going into um, going into Week 12, beating the Panthers, the Jaguars, the Bucks, and then in the game that I predicted will be flexed to a Sunday night game, the Bears as well. So a four-game win streak that I think comes to an end on Christmas Day against the Saints at the Superdome. But uh, that would be an impressive late-season run if they win four consecutive, and that's my longest win streak. Mine starts at week six, right before the bye, which I know it's a little bit of a cop-out, but they'll get a win against the Falcons, I think. And then they're going to go to Green Bay after the bye and get a win. They'll get a win at home against Detroit, because they usually always do. I know at Chicago is tough, but that's going to get some get them a ton of momentum into Dallas, and I think they're actually going to rattle off five consecutive wins Ooh. from week six through eleven. I can't be outdone, can I? And then Teddy, Teddy rips it up in week twelve. And then Teddy rips my heart out, rips Zimmer's heart out, and the purple claws are no longer needed. You're, well, actually, I'll need some more after that. That's, no, that's, wow, uh, you're unbelievable. I know. You're on, so you've got him going on a big win streak that comes to an end against the Carolina Panthers Obviously. because it's my love for. You know what, though? If they go on a five-game win streak and it's Teddy that also gets a win, Ugh. really, like, Teddy, Teddy is an extension. You're not going to be you're not gonna be greedy by that point? Oh, I'm so you're telling me you're okay? Listen, if they win road games, if they win two divisional road games and they beat Dallas at home, Teddy can come in and win 42-10. to 10. The Vikings wow. are off to the races at that right, point. Okay. So I ha- even though I have them going 10-6 and six in our first schedule prediction, I don't see any win streaks longer than three games. I think it's a lot of like two wins and a loss kind of chunks throughout the season. So I have their longest win streak in the same spot as Declan has it. I just have it. I have it ending earlier. So I've got, I've got them losing to Seattle and then coming back in week six and beating Atlanta, going into the bye and then winning back to back games against Green Bay and Detroit and then losing the primetime game at Chicago. It's a Monday night football game in week 10. So I've got a three game winning streak right in the middle of the schedule. All right, question number three for you guys on the Viking schedule here. Where are the guaranteed wins? How many how many wins are you are you looking at and saying that is a guaranteed win for the Vikings? Oh boy, this is a uh, this is a tough one. I think, and I might be wrong about this. I think I see a guaranteed win in Week Twelve against uh, Declan's beloved Teddy because I think Teddy is. I don't think Carolina is yeah. going to be great. I'm going to say I'm going to say guaranteed win week 12 against uh Teddy and the Panthers. I'm going to say guaranteed win in week 13 against Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is going to have a coaching change. I think Doug Marone is going to be out. Um and I'll give you one more guaranteed win because I think that the water boy for the Lions is going to be their interim coach by this point. I'm going to say week 17 January 3rd at Detroit. Because you're going to have a football team in the Lions at Ford Field that's mentally going to be on a golf course in Florida. So I'm going to say that the Vikings go into that game with it being a must-win to make the playoffs, but we really won't be all that concerned because the Lions will be coached by some guy named Biff, and the Lions will be done. So I'm going to guarantee you three wins. I'm going to guarantee you Carolina. Might be wrong there. Jacksonville, very confident. At Detroit, super confident. Declan? For me, week three at home against Tennessee, I think that is just a guaranteed win. I really think that's a that's a no brainer. I'm not in on this Ryan Tannehill thing. It, it, that's a guaranteed win against the Titans. I mean, that, that is a Titans team that ended the Patriots dynasty. Hobbled Tom Brady, which we're going to say for next week too. So it wasn't that impressive. Are you, are you also guaranteeing the win at Tampa? No, I'm not. Okay. I oh, I thought there. you were going I can't to. Go there. <laughs> I can't go there. Uh, I would so week three versus Tennessee. I think week nine at home against Detroit. Obviously, week 13 against Jacksonville, that'll be a cakewalk. 
And then also, I think, at home against Chicago on Week 15. I think those are wow. the four guaranteed wins I see on this schedule. All right. So I cannot guarantee any games against Chicago. There's just, even even if Chicago is a dumpster fire and doesn't know who their quarterback's going to be, for whatever reason, the Vikings just play down to them Chicago, on a basis. Chicago and Green Bay are very tough because a lot of weird stuff can happen in those division games. That's true. That being said, I do guarantee a handful of victories on this schedule, starting with Week 1 against Green Bay. Woo! I think that's a guaranteed win. I think it's. Too, I, I just think. I, wow. I, 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 I think the tension between Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers is palpable, and uh, I think the Vikings with Kirk Cousins going into his third year, similar offensive terminology and personnel. I think the Vikings are going to have a big week in Week One against the Packers. So I'm guaranteeing a win in Week One against the Packers. I think Week Nine at home against Detroit is a guaranteed win. Mm-hmm. I think Weeks Twelve and Thirteen at home against Carolina and Jacksonville are guaranteed wins. And I think at Detroit in Week Seventeen, for all the reasons Judd laid out, is a guaranteed win. When's the last time Detroit was really jacked up and scary in Week Seventeen? You know, it's much more likely that they will have booked off-season travel by that point than uh, than than have some, some, something on the line that matters. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm definitely being a Vikings homer when I say this, but I think they have five wins that they should check off there. All right, question number four on the Vikings schedule: What is the toughest three game stretch in your mind? We might all agree on this one. They got pretty lucky though because the way that this could have gone down, like the Packers' schedule has a brutal stretch out of the bye week. Yep, and their bye week is I, week five. I don't think that they have like a killer three game stretch. Um, gun to the head, I'm going to give you this one. I'm going to give you starting in week four. Okay. At Houston, Deshaun Watson. That's tough. Sunday night game at Seattle. There's some weird league rule that if the Vikings play the Seahawks in Seattle, it has to be a primetime game. And if they play the Seahawks, it has to be in Seattle, apparently, according to the NFL's rules. And then you come home and play the Falcons, who, by the way, on Sunday, October 18th, I think you'll beat. But if I had to pick a three-game stretch that I thought was was tough. It's playing Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, who's still a good quarterback. I don't think he's great, but he's good back to back to back. Yeah, it's four through set, uh, four through six for me as well. I, I really don't think that that's the toughest one, but I don't think I look up and down and see guaranteed three straight I'll, losses. I'll give you guys another one here. I, I think if you look later in the season, weeks 14 through 16, and there could be a lot on the line during this stretch too. So you play... At Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, and I, I I really think that by that point, assuming that Tom Brady's age hasn't caught up to him, and that's just going to be the ultimate elephant in the room until he until it happens. Doesn't concern Declan, but like Tampa Bay warming up, just like Tom Brady always does in November and December, mm. and then you get difficult division game against Chicago at home, yep. followed by short week yep. back on the road against New Orleans. Yep. In uh, a national TV window, so you, it's it's three games in a short stretch of time of three three games in twelve days, two against Hall of Fame quarterbacks and one against a tough and and good defensive division rival. So I think I think I would point to that three game stretch. And then final question here of our five questions on the Viking schedule: What do you guys think of the difference between the Vikings and the Packers schedule? Which I'll go over again here real quick, just for uh, for people who didn't hear this on Mackie and Judd earlier. So the Packers come out of the gate with their first eight games 
just brutally laid out compared to the Vikings. A lot of the Vikings' tough spots are just kind of spread out throughout the course of the season. The Packers get the Vikings on the road in Week 1, Detroit at home in Week 2, which they should win, then at Drew Brees and New Orleans in Week 3, followed by a home game in primetime against Matt Ryan and the Falcons by week, and then at Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, at Deshaun Watson in Houston, back-to-back road games out of the bye, home against the Vikings, and then at San Francisco on a Thursday short week national TV window. Woof. So how do you think, question number five, the difference between the Packers' schedule laid out versus the Vikings' schedule laid out, how do you think that impacts the division? So if I'm not mistaken, a year ago, Vikings fans were upset because the Packers had, what, a bunch of home games early? And I, I think the Packers' schedule a year ago was seen as favorable. If I'm a Vikings fan or a Vikings employee, I'm thrilled here. Packers... I'll start with a buy. To me, the difference between a week five and week seven buy is pretty enormous by that point. And so if the schedule is played um, as as anticipated and COVID-19 does not uh, play havoc with it, which mm-hmm. it certainly could. But let's just say for now that all 17 weeks of the schedule remains intact. The Packers schedule far more difficult. If you were to actually, you guys, if you were to present me. Um, if you were to flip these things and present the Packers schedule as the Vikings, I don't think there's any way I get you to 10 and six, which is what I get you with the Vikings schedule. Yeah. So for 2020, if this holds, I am absolutely thrilled. And, you know, for instance, stuff like this, the Vikings from November 22nd to December 6th have a three game homestand. The Packers have um, on two occasions, two game homestands. That's it. So I say, Division-wise, significant advantage between these two schedules towards the Vikings and not the Packers. I think it depends on how you want to look at it because the Packers' schedule is obviously front-loaded. But let's say they do go 6-2. and two. They surprise us. They win the majority of these games. They are in a easy easy up route to win the division if they go 6 and 2. If they go 6 and 2 in their first 8 games, then they deserve it though. They will 100% go 12 and 4 or better. And they'll probably get the one seed. So it depends on how you want to look at your schedule. Do you want it where it's sporadic like the Vikings? Yeah, we're we're happy about that, but also about every third or fourth week there's a tough opponent where if Green Bay gets off to a hot start, weeks 8 through 17, they're going to win 90% of those games. So I would be floored if the Packers started 6 and 2 with this schedule. And if they start 6 and 2, it says a lot. Like if they start 6 and 2 with this schedule, then they are a legit Super Bowl contending team. But I think like if you just take those five road games in the first 8 Minnesota, I think that's a loss. At New Orleans, I, I I think New Orleans is favored in that game for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, out of the bye week, Tampa Bay, Houston. Let's say you split those games. Um, that that San Francisco game, San Francisco just looked complete. They outclassed Green Bay twice last year on a short week after the Vikings, which is an incredibly physical game. I think three and five is a likely start for the Green Bay Packers. Four and four would be okay. We weathered the storm, and then it's a race to get to ten and six. So I think. I legitimately think the Vikings jump out to a division lead, and then it just kind of depends on did the Packers steal a game that they weren't supposed to. But this this might actually cripple the Packers' chances to win the division just based on the way their schedule's laid out. So if I was to pre- uh, present these schedules to you right now and tell you that you could flip w- between the two of them, uh, Vikings and the Packers, whatever you wanted to, what would you flip? Like what would you like? What would I trade for yes. what the Packers have? So yeah, is there something? Is are there one two? I wouldn't trade the buy. Nope. I wouldn't trade the first eight games in the layout. I, I mean, mean they, the they, only... get, they, they get the Buccaneers and Brady and Tampa on October 18th. 
The Vikings get him on December 13th. I would much prefer a December game. The only thing, and I, and again, this isn't enough for me to want to change schedules between the Vikings and Packers. The Packers, after November 5th, only have three road games. So they get they get five home, and in their last eight, they get five home and three road. And those road games are all very winnable. It's at Indianapolis, at Detroit, and then at Chicago in Week 17. So it does lighten up, but... Like I just I think if the the problem with having a tough front loaded schedule is if you if you start like three and five it's you can't just play the math game in the second half of the season and say okay it's three and five but like you have to worry about things like infighting between right coaches and players and if they start three and five well, does Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur have a riff and like, three and five like that. you're just in big trouble exactly not as much trouble this year because of the expansion well here's playoffs, the thing but, is I I think we all agree on this show that the Packers won 13 games last season, but they didn't really strike you as a 13-win team. If that holds up, we're going to find out by about week seven if this was truly a 13-win team Mm -hmm. or if it just popped up and had a nice year. There is nothing about the NFC North, I will say this, that frightens me. Like, if I'm, it's just not that good to me. The only thing it's that's competitive, fri- but I don't know that it's that good. The thing about the NFC North that frightens me is the is the Vikings cornerback situation. Oh, like, sure, it's like but every team has that inflicted stuff. Every yeah. team has th- that problem. I, I'm not sure. Is Nick Foles, who I think is going to start instead of Trubisky, is he going to put the Bears o- over the edge? I'm not saying the Bears are going to be awful on a train wreck, but I but I have serious questions about Nagy. I have serious questions about the Bears' approach. I think the Lions are back to being a dumpster fire, and I think Patricia is going into his last year as coach with uh, Detroit. And when it comes to Green Bay, I think that they're just like with the Vikings, probably. There's a ton of questions there. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a competitive and fun division that very well could play out between, I would think, the Packers, Vikings, and the Bears. But there's nobody that I look at and say, okay, that's the definition of stability. That team is clearly better. Yeah. So that's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. We appreciate you. If you're listening to us via podcast, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel youtube.com slash score north and vice versa we would appreciate a five-star review on apple uh, and a subscription on apple and spotify if that is indeed where you listen to your podcasts i'm phil Mackey. that's judd zilgad that's declan goff and scorenorth.com is also your home for Mackey and judd the podcast where we just got done with another action movie rewind purple daily and the aforementioned uh score north youtube channel with daily vikings content thank you guys This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.